Hey, this is Adam Green, creator of the Hatchet franchise and the TV show Holliston, and you are listening to Nightmare Junkhead. in and out of your consciousness like a bad dream you can't wake from, this is the Nightmare Junkhead Podcast, a horror podcast that adores Edna Murphy, i.e. the mother of deodorant. My name is Greg D. I'm, you got me. I'm Genius McGee. And on today's episode, we're cultivating some calm and embracing the panic as we preview the features, shorts, and podcast playing at this year's Panic Film Festival. And you don't need to be freaking out to listen in to our show. All you need to do is search for Nightmare Junkhead wherever podcasts are played, hit subscribe, and when we drop our latest episode, it'll download directly to your listening device of choice. All up in your panic hole. And if you are panicking online, you can find us on social media. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Nightmare Junk and on Facebook at Nightmare Junkhead. And it is Deed on Facebook, the book of face. Where we have our little events tab. Shenanigans! And as this episode releases on uh, Friday, January 17th, that very night at the Screenland Armor, don't forget to uh, return your videotapes, kids. Uh, mm-hmm. And you know what? A nice preview for Women in Horror Month, uh, we have Mary Heron's American Psycho Plane. Ooh. Which... I've been lucky enough to host a screening of American Psycho at the Screenland Armor, and it is always a good time. Ch- check that one out. But then on Tuesday... Oh, wait, Jan- Monday. Oh, oh. well, I guess it's not horror-based. It's not horror, but, but it's us. Well, but then, it's us. Okay, then on uh, January 20th, the first Monday Mystery Movie Night, Nerds and Nostalgia... Boner jams. <laughs> an, an ironic boner jam because it stars someone you won't expect. Well, and ultimately, we're kind of combining a few of our January features. We've uh, featured boner jams mm-hmm. and a Joe Dante film with a very high-profile star. Yes. And I guess if you did... We're Cron- Cronenberging it. Oh, don't dream it. It's going to be great. <laughs> but our first one of the year where we do watch the film and then record an episode of Nerds and Nostalgia. And as always, it is free. And it's a lot of fun. Yeah, and it's free. So... And it's a warm-up for what's coming up later that week, which we'll yes! get to. But then the next night, January 21st, if it's Tuesday, it is Terror Tuesday at the Draft House. And they opened up the month of Terror Tuesday with the William Castle classic, House on Haunted Hill. Ooh, yes. And I watched, I watched it for the first time, and yes, it was scary. And I loved yes! it. Yes! It was genuinely frightening, had some good stuff to it, but... That Take night, it all 4D? They didn't know. No, they asked oh. that guy to leave. <laughs> that was very inappropriate. <laughs> I've been kicked out of better place. <laughs> but no, that night they're actually showing a remake of a William Castle classic, and it's one that I've seen that. Uh, it's uh, 13 Ghosts. I fucking love 13 Ghosts. Yeah. Uh, fucking 13 Ghosts is aces. The Jackal is sweet. Um, all the ghosts, the mythology, and F. Murray Abraham. F. Murray Abraham. All I know it has, Matthew Lillard. So and I'm Shannon in. Elizabeth in the house. Well, then that means I'm in for a good time. So make sure to check that out. Uh, but then that Wednesday, well, actually, you know what? We're going to go ahead and we're going to skip straight to Thursday because we've been talking about it for quite some time here. Mm-hmm. It's It's been interesting the past four years that we've been attending the Panic Film Festival. And I say that as someone that is an admitted socially awkward, you know, introvert, someone that still has panic attacks, has all this anxiety and this and that. But man, when I've been fortunate enough to kind of come out of my shell and get out and, you know, socialize, I have made so many wonderful memories 
and we've talked about it all the time. Oh, Panic yeah. Fest is where you make memories. Oh, yeah. Where oh, memories yeah. are made. So we wanted to make sure, we did this last year, but we wanted to make sure to devote an entire episode to what we've been talking about. And Get a, your hopes up. Whet a, your appetite. A king-sized episode deserves a king-sized guest, and our guest wears literally many hats. Uh, he is a filmmaker, a theater owner, and he is indeed the co-founder of the Panic Film Festival. Please welcome back to Nightmare Junkhead, Adam Roberts. <sighs> Hello, guys. Good morning. Good. Oh no! Don't no no! <laughs> no don't now do that yet. Now we record this at six a.m. Oh shit! We've done that before. First of all, anybody who knows me knows that's some bullshit. No, 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 no. We, we do you remember not the time that we had to record? Oh hell yeah, I did remember. I had to crash here. Our buddy, <laughs> our buddy Tony, who lives in over in Australia. No, excuse me, Australia over in England. We had un- yeah, we had to do some early morning Skype call that. Yeah, morning. yeah. <laughs> regardless, regardless, but, yeah. dude, it's. So good to have you back. The father of the Panic Fest. One of the fathers of the Panic Fest. Had like, like my two dads. Yeah. Um, but oh, wait. Okay, so who's Greg Evigan and who is uh, Paul Reiser? I'm always Paul Reiser. That's fair. That mm-hmm. is fair. Come I on. can see it, too. That's yeah. the casting. Like Yeah, exactly. My two Panic Fest dads. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so where can our listeners find you out on the social media? Uh, please plug and promote away. Uh, I have, I have, I'm a terrible person at my own social media. Uh, you could follow me, but there's not going to be much going on. <laughs> I, I mean, I guess like friending me on Facebook, we'd get the most traction of anything. Um, I think on Twitter, I'm waste of mind, I think. And then I think on Instagram, I'm waste of mind films. Uh, and then on uh, Facebook, you can find me at just uh, Adam Roberts. Good luck. There's only three of us. <laughs> That's fair. Um, just... Yeah. And then all the Screenland social media. So I run all that. Yep. I mean, if you really are desperate to talk to me in a quick need, you can probably find those faster. Well, you want to talk about shenanigan tabs, like uh, the That's... events. Man, aside from Panic Fest alone, you guys have some killer shit con- consistently. You know? Screenland try, try. Yeah, Screenland's kicking ass, man. Well, one of the things we were talking about last year is our devotion to try to stay and support things local. Mm-hmm. And truly, as I believe Kevin Smith said, uh, uh, Screenland Armor is, what did he say? India's fuck is what he called us, which In- is very appropriate. Well, that's I, I, the feel of the, the theater itself. I mean, it's truly a Kansas City, a unique Kansas City experience. And that's one of the things that we want to make sure every time, you know, we do a live show at Tapcade that we are stressing. We are coming from Tapcade, Screenland Tapcade, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it is such a unique experience. And you've I, there's a lot of your personality in the theater. And it definitely comes through in the feel of everything. So yeah. and, and I mean, like I said, and ultimately, thank you for that, because I it's been wonderful making the memories with you guys over at Screenland. Um I'm trying to even remember how did we how did we initially meet beyond just I don't even know are you the owner oh cool <laughs> I don't even know I, I like I, you I guess like I mean it was probably if it, I don't know was it you came up know? picking me up off the bar <laughs> <laughs> this is my friend Greg he's helping me out well I would imagine even through <laughs> genius I would have because I back in the day and I don't remember when you were officially official uh, with Screenland but the uh, Screenland off 17th and Washington mm-hmm. back in the day when did you come into Screenland. Um, towards the end of that. Okay. So, uh, eight and a half years ago. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I didn't have anything to do with that one. I just shaped the, all the betterness that came later on. <laughs> well, and that's what, that's what we get uh, with armor. You know, uh, I don't know. I, I always think like probably people like it because it's like, if, if it's like having a movie night at your house <laughs> generally, and then like every once in a while, like some random guy comes in, you're like, who the fuck? Uh, what is that guy here? He's fucking up the whole environment. It's the guy on the couch. Yeah, he's always the guy on the couch or the kid. You're like, God dang it, I forgot these these people exist in the world and they found their way to my basement. 
and we're, we're watching this movie. Well, you know, you've definitely cultivated a little community there, and that's what's nice is it becomes kind of the cheers mm. for a lot of movie lovers. And and Screenland, uh, both Tapcade and Armor, it, especially Armor, it's comfy. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's a comfortable environment. You know, you, you go in there, it feels like. Like not homey, but it feels like okay. There's video games, and there's hot popcorn. And everybody's yeah. everybody's cool, you know. And you go in the theater, and especially with the first of all, number one, the big one, and even the new add-ons, you just feel like yeah, I can, this is a good place to watch a movie. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I always wanted to make a movie theater that looks like something in a movie. I mean, if that makes sense. Yeah, and that's kind of cinema paradiso. Yeah, like it's like I think we're ripe for. You know, it's like what I always imagined all the theaters were in, like, 1985, any movie. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, in the movies, that's what the, our theater, like, looks and feels like. So, I think that's where they feel homey. Uh, and the, the, and also, like, in the 90s, like, even, like, before everything turned to these ginormous, like, chain operations and became, like, kind of cold and compressed. Uh, even, like, the AMCs back that in the day were, like, much cooler than they are now. You know, now they are just boxes and, you know, lines and all this craziness. And, and uh yeah, so it's just like, how do we make? How do you remake that? It's a very hard thing to do. It takes a long time to like kind of sink in, really like live in it, and feel like you're living in there. Um, but yeah, that's 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 kind of what happened with Panic Fest too. It takes takes a number of years. You know, Panic Fest started year one when you know we took over operation, and uh, eight years later, it's kind of like now we're comfy. Now it's a little bit easier to do. You know, not easy. It is easier, but it's, it's also like bigger. So it's like easier in some ways, harder in others, but. Uh, but it's the same thing. It's like a first year from now, it's the same concept. Just like now it's now people want to hang out with us and we're not just like, Hey, you want to come over? They're like, Hey, can I come over? Right. <laughs> like, oh, I don't know. We're actually getting pretty full. It's, uh, so that's kind of how it is now. It's like, uh, it's the same type of thing. I think just, uh, you know, it feels much faster. Like it, it's crazy. It's been eight years. Like just thinking back how long I've been doing this. It's like, Oh shit. Uh, and the first year was good. It's just very different. You know, the first year was, probably 150 people or something like that, you know? Uh, and now it's 10 million people. So I don't even know. 150 people are screening. Yeah. Well, and you've talked about the growth. Uh, it's, in, it, it's pretty much has grown almost exponentially just in terms of the, 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 uh, the, the screenings and the theater itself mm-hmm. having expanded last year, which was last year was technically the first year with the expansion. Mm-hmm. How has that changed the programming at all? Uh, I mean, it's, it's awesome. Cause you know, you think like, like just day in and day out, it makes it allows us to do more events that I want to do. It's just, you know, with all, all the, you know, we're the small sky in, in in any conversation at any given moment. So you know, we have to compete with nothing but chains, and it's very hard. Um, that's the, our biggest challenge. You know, if you can take one or two of these out of the equation in our your area, like it opens up a lot. And the, it's it's interesting because they, I don't even know if they know what they're doing, but they're they're like inadvertently like kind of cock blocking us from getting to movies and events because people try them and then they like will think about it or they won't think about it and and the event will go away and never actually come here because but you know we were always second uh, you know second win to hmm. all these other bigger bigger people that have more buying power than us uh, and and that even like kind of affected the first couple of years of the festival too. Um, but but now, you know, like day in a doubt, just at the theater, we can show more movies. We can give more love to these smaller films. Uh, and, just, you know, we've always been doing that, but I can do more more and more often and longer runs, make more money on, for everybody. And uh, and then uh, and same thing with the classics. You know, it's like I can just do more of the events. You know, like this year we had 
Fabio Frizzi, and we had Goblin, and we had Kevin Smith, and that was in the same four week window. You know, it was like, what the fuck? Although uh, Fabio Frizzi uh, might not come back, but <laughs> he'll come back. Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe. maybe. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I mean, those things wouldn't have been able to be a thing if uh, if we didn't do the, the expansion, um, and you know, that all like kind of comes into panic fest like how much larger could we have gone with two screens you know you could only show so many movies a day uh you know four to six somewhere in there depending on when you start your day per screen so that was limiting us to you know eight to 12 movies depending on how long they are um and depends on what's coming in which you know you you, and you think the fest is really just friday saturday sunday because that's what it used to really be which you're saying 25 or 30 movies maybe but it was really more like 22 to 25 because we had to repeat some films and 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 what have you in those two screens and now, and now you know that that number adding two screens to it opens up tremendously like the amount of things we could do the guests we can invite the q a's we can have after the more like we can kind of settle things down a little bit and uh and let you uh, like relax as much as you can when you're going movie to movie you know because mm-hmm. you're still going movie to movie you know there's like roughly 15 to 30 minutes between the movies um but but yeah i mean that's like kind of uh of, of where we landed. I think like, w- w- you know, the expansion was important for multiple reasons. And, you know, in the first year it's already paid off significantly just to mm-hmm. be able to do all these things and all these events and continue to do them, you know, like 10 extra events a year. doesn't sound like a lot, but yep. even if they're like all together, like that's uh you know, like Carpenter Fest and stuff like that, like being able to put it in a, in a better time frame where I want, where I don't have to like think, Oh, where, where's the slowest time of year mm-hmm. we could drop it in like middle of October. And by doing that, we had the biggest turnout we've ever had. And it was like, you know, this massive turnout. So, um, yeah, all these things are good. And, and you know, they help the fest out and they help us out and, yeah, it's all good. it's all good news. Well, like I said, it's been really fascinating to watch the growth, especially as someone now. And I don't want to say it's nepotism or anything, but you know, you're a friend of ours. We always make this clear. Um, so it's been fascinating though to see behind the scenes, and again, just the growth, but also the work that goes into yeah. putting all this together. Yeah. From and then just to see, yeah, that's where the kegerator <laughs> used to be. I think which, I've lifted this up every time I've been here. Well, also, you know what it's you know what's missing from that. The, the tiara the tiara uh-huh. uh, and i will just say you know jill right now is in the midst of shooting her first feature film mm-hmm. which is awesome and again again i love the fact that we get this kind of insight to the stuff that we love because mm-hmm. again i'm not a filmmaker i have no desire to be a filmmaker i just love movies and to be able to see and you yourself as a filmmaker you know you get bring that perspective so it's just all those things it's cool to see it grow but it's also cool to see the process and the preparation and everything that goes into it yeah and then to see though the fruits of that work but i also think that it also helps that you are a filmmaker yourself when it comes to putting a fest like this for genre because you know like not saying how every filmmaker's mind works but you have a little bit more insight into like okay this movie looks like it's going to be cool with this director Mm -hmm. or this studio or or whatever so Mm -hmm. i think that kind of helps with panic fest yeah you know uh I, I don't know a lot of fat film fests that are curated by both uh, a filmmaker and the actual theater owner. I don't. I would venture to guess that there's probably none. Actually, um, you know, like Fantastic Fest has its own board of people. Um, it's not. And what's okay? What's what's just so people know? Uh, Panic Fest is still just Tim and I. <laughs> It's still just two guys. Um, you know, we, we do have, you know, a lot of people like you guys to help us out and like help host things and put things together. And, uh, you know, this year we do have volunteers and we do have somebody doing guest relations for us. And that's like all first ever in eight years. Um, 
but like that's all like kind of leading up to it like mm-hmm. that's like during the fest you know like leading up is where all the work is um and you know some people's full-time job is like like you know fantastic fest in south by they have multiple people that full-time yeah. job is their that festival and you know I, my full-time job is still <laughs> you know these other businesses and you know i'm still making movies and thinking about all these things so it, it is interesting because i have the perspective of what it's like every day for it to be like a filmmaker and to work with the studios and then like my own ambitions to what I want to do and like who I, who I'm friends with, who I talk to and the other, you know, other festivals and uh, friends of mine. And so it's like putting all those things together, I guess, like build this like unique perspective of like how to curate something and how to make like, not just like the film lineups, but how to make the experience for everybody. Cause I think that's one of the things uh, we've unknowingly kind of created. Like we've never like had a conversation of like, let's make sure uh, all the filmmakers are happy or, 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 you know, that just seems like, obviously like we would do that. Right. Right. But then we hear like, no, that's not like a priority for a lot of festivals. They just want to get a lot of submissions and a lot of money and hopefully people show up and then they're done and they do it again. And and it is like, it, you know, there is like this, not like kind of a backlash on festivals. Cause there's, it's kind of easy to just make one. And then you, you know, what is the proof that the festival really even happens? Mm-hmm. Like you could just put up a festival on like film freeway and say, it's $25 to cement. We'll take anything. Yeah. And hopefully you get a thousand submissions and that's 25 grand in your pocket. And, uh, you don't even have to have the film fest, you know, it's like, uh, it's kind of weird. And there, there are festivals that are like that or the festival that they actually do is like one theater. They rent out from like my theater. You know, we don't ever host them because I'm, I'm always like, Oh yeah, you want to host this like fake ass festival. I'm going to charge you up the ass. So I know you don't make any money cause you're scamming people. Um, but there are a good number of those and it's like, kind of scary for like, I think filmmakers submitting films yeah. because you, you do have to be weary of, of what's out there. And, you know, we've always kept our, our submission prices very reasonable, very, very low for anybody who wants to, take a risk and just, you know, the risk being either like getting into the fest or, Mm -hmm. or maybe they've never submitted. They don't know what the process is. We've kept them relatively low. Um, as even as we continue to grow, just so we do get a lot, you know, we'd rather have more submissions than, you know, more costly submissions. Um, so, uh, it, it is interesting because, because of all those things. And I, I don't really ever think about them, but when filmmakers that go to a lot of festivals and, or if I go to festivals, I'm like, wow, this feels very disorganized. I would have thought they would have been better because mm-hmm. they're so big and they have people that can make this better. And, and then they just don't. And then I hear from like the filmmakers experience there that it's not always great. Um, so it, it, it's, it's interesting, I guess. And we're always trying to make it better and, well, and keep growing. And, you know, a lot of that's, um, doing what we can, you know, this year, like it's our first year using four theaters. We, last year we used three theaters. This year is all four and for seven full days. Um, so yeah, that, that's crazy. Like, I, I don't even know, like we, we, Tim and I are just like, everyone's saying yes this year, pretty much. What do we do next year? <laughs> and how do we keep going next year? And, you know, um, you know, we can't really get much bigger, but what we can do is like, I mean, we can continue to add more movies and, and you know, what that does is maybe makes it so repeats are less sure. and maybe we get to the, hopefully we get to the point where we have like a 10 day festival, you know, like, like fantastic fest because they only do it in one theater. Like mm-hmm. they can't, they're not going to go anywhere else. They're going to keep everything in that theater and they'll just do repeats later on. And, and hopefully that's where we get to, to where we're like an eight or 10 day festival, not just seven. And you really want to stay for, six days not just three or four days right. and, and uh, you know this year especially there's 
I mean, if if you're not staying for four or five of the days, you're doing it wrong because there's just right. too much good stuff. And like, I mean, chalk fucking full, man. I mean, all the way, you know, we actually have a closing night movie and an opening night movie, and we're, so we're, we have bookends. So there's literally something, even if you're doing one thing every night, like there's something to do every night that's mm-hmm. only on those nights. Yeah, yeah. I think that's um, the perfect segue. Then yeah. let's go ahead and start previewing but, but this. You you guys have watched like again, it's oh, you yeah. and you and Tim. Uh-huh. Like a lot of you said, a lot of these submissions. You want a lot of submissions, but at the same time, you don't want to spend like a whole month watching eighty thousand movies. Well, I mean, so when it gets to that point, you know, we do ask a couple of our trusted friends to help us out and watch some stuff and kind of help curate what's 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 fitting for the fest, not fitting for the fest. And you know, a lot of times, like this year, we have technically four showcases of shorts. The most we've ever had is two. Like yeah. th- there could have been a fifth. I mean, there was just an onslaught of really good and diverse shorts. And, and you know, That's... what do we do besides give more shorts and acceptance? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, usually, you know, we do watch everything. We're not a festival that sees it, re- you know, reads the synopsis or looks at photos. And we're like, oh, this is a poorly made movie or, or clearly didn't have good resources or blah, 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 blah. We're like, no, we'll give it a chance. We'll give every movie a chance. And, you know, we, we also make sure that if I watch something that I, I know just in the synopsis is not for not going to be for me, that we vet okay. that movie to make sure that it still could. There's plenty of movies in eight years that I've shown that I didn't personally love, but I knew that they were a good movie and somebody coming to the fest, that would probably be their favorite movie. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't think every fest is like that. I think every fest wants home runs. You know, as many home runs as we have, we have movies that are much more risky, much more interesting, you know, much more uh, up and coming in terms of who's in front or behind the camera. And I think those are, if you don't have a good balance and we've always tried to maintain that balance of, you know, big hitters that you've heard of and you've probably seen trailers or you heard about them at other festivals and then things that are, I don't know what this is going to be. Yep. And, mm-hmm. and you know, this could be good or bad, but, and that's kind of the beauty of festivals. Yeah. Like, that's why you get the fest pass. Cause you might see a couple things you don't like, but those are movies. It's good. It's still good for you to see that movie that you don't like. It helps refine your tastes. Mm-hmm. It helps. It lets you say yeah. you tried something different. You know what you don't like. It's yeah. a big, beautiful buffet of films. Exactly. And you're still going to find something you do like. Yeah. yeah. Even, even yeah. in a bad movie. Like I also watch a movie that I'm like, and bad meaning my, I just There's something like you don't I, dig. Yeah. Uh, I'll say, I don't like this movie, but I know someone else will. And, but I still did like this and this and this about that mm-hmm. movie. Like, there's still always yeah. like even my least favorite movies. They're still gonna have good things in them. I like Tony Collette and Hereditary. Yeah, she was great. There's, um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know. There's, there's always that. You know, that's the hardest thing. And you know, as a filmmaker, like looking to submit to other festivals, uh, you kind of weary. Like, yeah. who's on the other side of that screen? Who's watching it? And are they even watching it? Because again, we talk about these. Uh, you know, kind of questionable. Uh, film fests out there that are you know there's just so many you go to this you go to film freeway or you go to any of these like submission sites you're like oh my gosh there's just so many and what does it what does it mean you know if if it's like uh you know jimmy john's podunk film fest right you you know outside this place and it's like five years running you're like oh well maybe this has some reputation i don't know and oh it's only twenty dollars to enter well i might as well enter it like uh, there's a lot of those type of things and even even if they are reputable like what is Tony Tony John's like Podunk Film Fest. What's the outcome of that for you, right? Mm, like, sure. w- what are they doing to like well and push your movie forward and like create a good experience for filmmakers, at either networking or, you know, awards are always like the last thing on my list for people. Like, because I think people come to the fest, they want to have a good experience, they want to have yeah. a good experience with the audience, and they mm. want to network, and they and you know they want to play yeah. at a good festival. And I think and and cool if we win an award, that's awesome. That's another thing. But you're still part of the festival, and that's like that's. A, a, incredible and you know this year was so fucking hard to like 
I mean, we were like, I don't even know what we do. Like, there's just so many good shorts and, and features, and it's just like you, we don't have room for everything. And you know, like, we we don't want to be a fest that just like favors the big stuff all sure. the time. But you also can't shut out the big stuff. Right. So it's like when people are you know offering you this, you have to, and it's great and it's good and it's a big thing. You got to take that big thing because uh, you can't tell them no, right? You're mm-hmm. a film fest, and and it makes those little movies, you know, the smaller unknown movies playing alongside oh, that yeah. they're like fuck yeah i'm playing with this movie yeah. are you kidding me that's incredible and that makes like the cool experience of the fest so it is a super hard balancing act and you know features are much longer and it's like all right and sometimes features you know they submit to us we have like set rules on the website <clears throat> but sometimes they still submit and it's like well maybe your movie was already previously released or it uh or it doesn't fit in the it's, sometimes they just like we've had movies that are just straight up not fit not horror sci-fi or thriller and, and we're very lenient on what those things are we've had but, just like straight up dramas be submitted that there's no inkling of anything in there you know we've had like movies that were released like two years prior that are you know still trying to like you know we don't know fine. what to do with that like uh, and so some things just like come in and even if they were maybe great they just don't fit at all um you know we've had every year we get a handful of like just music videos that are sh- submitted for short films. Mm-hmm. I think there are festivals that do like music video as a, as a whole side of their things. whole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we've never done that. Uh, we don't advertise that. It's just like a weird thing that happens every year or, or that they submit over the time limit. That's like, I think ours is 15 minutes or 16. Uh, and they submit like a 25 minute movie. And it's like, ah, oh, well, what do we, you know, we can't stop you. Like, right. Like, like, and if you sneak it in there, it's like, I don't know what to do about that. Um, but we try our best to, you know, we do make sure we watch everything and we vet everything. And, you know, there, and then when it comes down to it, there's like a lot of conversations, a lot of back and forth with us. And, and then it's just, uh, you know, it's a lot of finessing until the very last minute. And this Which, year we opened up um, submissions earlier than ever. I think it was like June 1st or 5th or something. It was very early, like six months till the note to the end or about six months. And, uh, you know, we got a ton of submissions from day one on, which is great. Like, I was like, I don't know who's submitting day one. And, you know, you keep them cheaper. So, you know, early bird deals. Sure. And, and, and people did. And, you know, like some, some of the things we got submitted, those sold in that time. And there was probably, I think, at least three movies that we confirmed and we selected that were unavailable because they sold, which is great for that, the filmmakers. Well, of course, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's the goal, ultimately. Yeah, but I would have loved to have those three films. Sure. They are three very good movies that will come out this year. Um, I don't think any of them have announced that they're sold, so I don't think I, I can say what they are. But there's three very good movies that are like up and coming. They've played other fe- a couple other festivals, and you know they would have played ours, but <laughs> and the filmmakers wanted to play, and it was just like the studio is like no, and and so there's there's a, that's like the, the whole like balancing act up to up to this, and you know there's a lot of weird conversations like do you know what do we want to do with guests this year? What do we want to do with uh you know the podcasts and what, we, what do you want to do with the classic movies because we always have you know you, you mentioned Poughkeepsie tapes we had yeah. Poughkeepsie tapes you know we were like the fucking place you saw it in the theater that's right and then we had you know Cannibal Holocaust notorious screening and you know we've done you know the, our first year we did Suspiria like and that was the first time it played in like 15 or 20 years mm-hmm. in a theater and it was like uh, we've done some historic things that no longer are historic now Poughkeepsie tapes is available you know Suspiria is in a beautiful 4k restoration uh, Cannibal Holocaust is still haunting everybody's totems. but it's it's that it's that theatrical experience yeah. though it's going outside <coughs> of your home because it's, oh, yeah. it's one thing watching it there but man it's something to experience mm-hmm. it with people it sucks to be me because I and watch you, every almost all these alone and when you yeah. watch a horror movie or comedy or sci-fi alone and it's got these big moments and that's where I'm like this movie is fine at home 
But it's in a gonna... fucking theater with 30, 40, 50, 100 people, it's going to be bananas. <laughs> like, at home, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> and I know, like, it's going to, you know, you. I think you, like, times five, times ten, the experience that you're experiencing at home with a good audience. And a fest audience is always the best audience. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so there's movies like Puppet Killer that I'm like, fuck, this movie's going to blow the see, shit up. that's what insane. I want to see. That's, that's, yeah, let, uh, let's, yeah. Yep, let's get into it. So <clears throat> start now. Go ahead. Go to panicfilmfest.com. There you if you want to play schedule. along with the pod. Yes, indeed. It's like the uh, the bingo <laughs> game we had last year. Um, but we're going to go ahead and start. We're going to go chronologically. We're going to start on Thursday, the 23rd, which is the preview night. Mm-hmm. And this you mentioned, it's going to be a twofer. It is a twofer. So, uh, and we've only done preview night two years. So two years ago, we did uh, Get Out. We brought it a year after, almost a year after it was out. It was already on video. We brought it back in for one night. And we did a, a, a the, moderated panel. Yep. We're like, let's just see what this is like, yep. and it'll be fun. It's a good movie to talk about. The Oscars were coming out, uh, going to be announced the week before. And I'm like, I know this motherfucking movie is getting some Oscar love. And of course did. Um, and we did, you know, we did tickets for like five bucks. And we had like 150 people With- show up. And most of them had not seen the movie. And the panel was one of the best panels we've ever had. And it was just an incredible, like, very first preview night. We're like, all right, maybe you have some That's- here. Last year we did. We didn't know what to do because there was no Get Out last year. I mean, they, they, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there was no movie that like made sense to bring back, and there was nothing in our lineup that like made sense to play early. So we're like, let's just have like a weird roulette game show thing that we're gonna host and and play the game show. And then uh, one of these, you know, four groups like you guys and and, and Magnetic Reynolds and, and Slaughter Movie House. One of somebody is gonna play. Their whatever movie they're bringing, I don't know what the fuck anybody's bringing, but we're gonna play a game show on a whim that we don't really know the rules for, and we're just gonna have a fun time. <laughs> and it was a fun time. And what movie did we watch? I can't even remember. It was Elijah's movie. Right? That's, yeah, that's it just was like it. A it was a sexy horror soap it, opera, which is straight Elijah. And I can't even tell you what the movie was, but it was perfect. Whatever, and it was, yeah. of course, on VHS. Yeah, because. <laughs> So this yeah. year, this year we actually have our first like uh, kicking off brand new movie. Um, it is Richard Stanley's Color Out of Space. I have done my best to avoid every trailer, uh-huh. every inkling of press out there because I went last year. I went in uh, to Mandy, no trailer, no nothing, and I had one of the best theatrical experiences of my life at the Armor when I saw it that first time. Now I'm not thinking I can replicate it because it is, you know, a Nick Cage movie, but mm-hmm. the Richard Stanley yeah. Nick Cage Richard, movie. Exactly. It's like, oh, okay. It's like all I ever say to people is, uh, from the producers of Mandy, <laughs> an HP Lovecraft story starring Nicolas Cage, directed by Richard Stanley. That's pretty much all you need. It's, I don't need to tell you what the fucking movie is or show you a trailer. That's what the trailer should it's be. Right. It's the greatest genre Mad Lib you've ever seen. Yeah. Oh my uh, god. That's all you need. You know. Mm-hmm. It's uh, yeah. So we have that kicking off uh, with an hour of shorts that are uh, that part are in, the, can, yeah part, part of the the awards uh, possible possibilities. Um, and uh, and yeah, that'll be just kind of, we always try to keep opening night casual. Like everyone come, you know, pick up your passes, like grab some beers, watch an insane fucking movie, and uh, and yeah, talk about I, it. I cannot wait about till that. I've been it's looking be forward to rad. that. Yeah, that is going to be, and that's one of those films ultimately. And with Richard Stanley, you know, if you don't know about his career, it's, it's fascinating. Well, it's we just, showed insane. we showed the doc. Yes, about yeah. his failed uh, uh, Doctor Doc Yeah, we yes. showed that like. Four years ago, five years ago, whenever it came out, like or when it was coming out, I don't. I, the one we showed wasn't even finished, uh, but we showed that doc, yeah, four or five years ago, 
And uh, I thought it was just so fascinating. He's so like, such an interesting man. <laughs> Hanging out with warlocks and yeah. shit. And sneaking onto his own set. Yeah. And he looks the, identical he, as he did whenever he, 30 years ago. That's what happens when you deal with warlocks. I guess. Yeah. That's when you are a warlock. He's a war, cowboy warlock. Him and Julian Sands are in a coven. That's I, I want to see him make a movie called Cowboy Warlock with Julian Sands. Yeah, as, as the and cowboy warlock. Yippee ki yay, motherfucker. No, you know? it's cowboy warlock. So there's like a space between them, and Nick Cage is the cowboy. Oh, cowboy comma warlock. warlock. Like, He's, kind of like Harley Davidson and the Marble Man. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, so that's opening night. <laughs> <laughs> Directed uh, by Richard Stanley. <laughs> old, old Dick Stanley here. Well, then on Friday, I know you guys are starting bright and early, about 1 o'clock, correct? Yeah. So yeah. last year was the first year we did that, too. And we did, we're like, I don't know what's going to happen. But we have too many movies. We have to start early. Uh, people have to take off work. Well, it, you know, now that we have a preview night, we, I guess we didn't think about it, that people probably are traveling in on Thursday. They're going to the preview night. And then they're ready to go on Friday, which yep. is what a lot of fests do. But we'd never done it. And it's like, okay. And then we found out how many people come from out of town. We're like, oh, wow, people, we can do Friday stuff. And uh, I think everyone who came, I'd say like 75% of people were there for that first show last year. Um, so we're kicking off. Yeah, bright, we open, I think, at noon. Um, okay. And we're kicking off with, so we, very interesting <laughs> this year. We have like, I think 25 or 30% of all the features are either comedy first or, or horror comedy second. You know, they have a high level of comedy and everything which is great uh, yeah. especially for you know uh, in a year where you know I don't know if we have anything truly like scary um, we have some fucked up stuff I guess we always have some fucked up stuff this is the most balanced year though there's a lot of just pure thrillers um, and usually I think we have like one this year there's like eight or nine that are just like straight the fuck up thriller <laughs> uh, and then we have like five or six straight the fuck up sci-fi movies uh, nice. Which is like those are like we always say we're horror sci-fi thriller and it's usually like eighty-five or ninety percent horror, you know, five percent or, or so. Dash at yeah. this. Dash this year it's, it's really balanced and a porno. We have a porno and a couple and an NC seventeen. Yeah, there it's it's extra balanced. So we'll just go through. I'll, I'll just go kind of quick. If you guys want to talk about anything in particular, uh, just stop me. Okay. Uh, Two Eds Creek, which is another one of those horror comedies mm-hmm. uh that one's more purely horror comedies and that one also is it set in australia yes okay oh exploitation um i don't know if it's actually made in australia but, but set set i was reading yeah i was going through a lot again putting together the uh the uh, potential playlist that we're looking at genius has his i got my notes there we go um and then we have uh so i'll go quick oh. arctic which was one of the very very first submissions of the festival I was like, I think the first submission when we opened in June, uh, green light. So th- there's a new company called the horror collective, which is one of our sponsors this year. And that's one of their first films. Mm. Um, they are people from a lot of different labels coming together, to make a super label, if you will. Really? Um, so the ultimate mixtape. What's green light yes. about? Um, it's kind of like, I'll, I'll give you guys like the less you know the better, but it's Ooh, okay, an insider okay. insider horror film. So think like uh, Starry Eyes type. Not, oh, not Starry okay. Eyes, but, but in the way of Starry Eyes. In the vein is, of Starry okay, Eyes, is that it's about Hollywood. Yeah, okay, same okay, thing. Cool. Same type of the cool. a Hollywood horror film, and that one's that's one of the most. The, both those are pretty straight up horror, and then we have Shutters the Room. Mm-hmm. Um, oh hi, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> wrong wrong the room. Uh, and then uh, I have seen films Disappearance at Clifton Hill, one of like. Those those nice strong thrillers that I was speaking about, mm-hmm. and th- there's a lot of 
there's a lot of badass women this year. There's always a lot of badass women, but there's a lot of badass women this year. Um, and I'll point them out a couple of times, but that's one of them. Um, Blood Quantum. I want to see that one. I really want to see that one because you guys have been killing it with zombie films. So every zombie film that is on there, like that one, we'll talk about like Eat Brains Love. love. I love Blood Quantum. Blood Quantum looks like it's a super interesting premise, man. It's it's a good indie horror with the characters are fucking awesome. Um, From Russia, from all the way in Russia, The Soul Conductor. Mm. Uh, da That's going to be more on the fantasy horror side of things. Ooh. Um, okay. I don't know if we've had anything. I mean, it's not uh, more, more even magical horror. Not, not like fairy like, tale horror. But more fantasy. Fantasy is the best way I could describe like it. Del Toro or Harry Potter. No, like more in the Harry Potter, but not Harry. Potter. But not Harry that's Potter. That's more magical. Right, 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 yeah. right. More Doug Henning than uh, Harry Potter. Oh, nope. Sorry. He went out. You go out. I got gotcha. you. Okay. Nope. Oh. Hold on. Just keep there. talking. You're good. You're good. Keep talking. I You're can good. feel it. All right. I can, you got me? Okay. Okay. Um, one. Oh, this is one of the must-sees. I'll just drop them. Like, you can't yeah. miss this. Okay. If, you, if, you, if you come into the fest and you're just like seeing one movie a day or two movies a day, I'll pick them out. Uh, Extraordinary. I want to see that. That looks fucking rad. <laughs> it's got, um, it's got uh, a Will Arnett. Uh, and, Forte. Will, oh, Forte. Will Forte. Will Forte. And um, it looks funny as shit. It looks genuinely hilarious. It is uh, a trailer. I think just came out. Yep, uh, trailer just came out for that. Oh, don't don't. A lot of trailers start coming out for these because a lot of these are going to come out later this year. Don't watch any fucking trailers because I didn't watch any <laughs> fucking trailers for these movies. I went in with a premise. If I had a premise, that was it. Um, that movie I didn't know anything about, and it is amazing. So if you, yeah, that's one not to miss. Um, our first live podcast, the Generation Y with yes. Crime Lines and Gangland Wire, a triple header all together. Three true crime podcasts. Um, yeah. So if you love true crime, Generation Generation Y, I actually haven't listened to that or two. Generation Y is who we invited, and they brought in some of their own guests. Um, they are the most re- well researched guys. I mean, they go to the fucking T of whatever they're researching, whatever they're going to talk about. And I have even, I have no fucking idea what they're going to talk about. I know Gangland Wire is a local, like, mm-hmm. former uh, detective. He's a detective, So yep. I'm guessing it's going to be tied into Kansas City. That's all I can tell you. Um, another comedy, horror, and horror is very light here, is The Vice Guide to Bigfoot. And that's as, it, as like, Vice's docu-films. That's what this is. And this is, again... Comedy with a, a horror premise, I would say, and the fact that they're searching for Bigfoot. Big um, great movie, and uh, another kind of horror comedy, porno. Okay, I yeah. want that. That one is the porno that I was talking about. That's the porno I was talking about. Yeah. Uh huh. What's the? I mean, I, I'm assuming it's about a porno, but what? What? Um. So that is. I would say quickly, it's set in the 80s. Um, It's a conservative movie theater that finds a hidden room um, that has this weird porno that may be not a porno. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, And that's all you need to know. Yeah. That's your one-liner for that. Um, That, That's all. It's sold. (laughs) It just sounds interesting. Like it's gonna. Are we turning forty? Are we turning armor to Forty Second Street? <laughs> Can you put some beads Beated in front of it? Yeah, there we stuff. go. <laughs> I got a trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's that's one that's like I can't wait to watch a, fe- a theater react to it. Peripheral like, viewing. Perfect. Yep. Uh, yeah, um, genius is gonna be there. 
we have a film called VH. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, and that's, mo- I would say, pure comedy with just like a, a feather of genre-ness to it. A, <laughs> a feather of Like if it absolutely fits into the fest, but it's not scary and it's not really sci-fi. That's but it is entirely shot in VHS and beta. So, awesome. Uh, that's Guaranteed awesome. Elijah will be oh, there. Oh, he's hosting it. That's the, Of course he is. <laughs> Fucking, of course. Of course. Of course. Um, <clears throat> and then we have the... Uh, yeah, that same night. Uh, we have Sea Fever, which is a pure sci-fi film, kind of a uh, Lost at Sea, kind of a, a inkling of the thing into Ooh. it. Um, did any of you see Underwater? Yes. Oh yeah, you didn't really I, like it, did you? Uh, I I wouldn't say I, I I didn't like the movie, but I enjoyed the experience. That's fair. That is fair. Go I see. Still, it. Okay. You'll go check it out. Okay. But I like the seafaring stuff. I like monsters. Yep. Yeah. Well, like- no, and that's the best shit in it. Is like I don't I don't think the I think there's probably like. Uh, a lot of stuff cut out of that movie or that was really good in the script and it doesn't come through in the movie. Uh, <laughs> like the first hour, fucking great. It's like the uh, f- yeah first hour or so, it's like this weird middle port is weird until the end, which is fucking awesome. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, anyways, uh, Sea Fever is pure sci-fi. It's just a boat, a fishing boat that uh, picks something up that uh, they don't know what the fuck it is. Ooh, Rad. That's- um, the reimagined version of evil oh, Dead yes in 4k with the for the first time ever a 5-1 surround mix and a brand new score the new from score joseph leduca yes the original composer that and i've heard that it's you know a lot of those old films that we've seen so many times they're just so ingrained in you that when something is off that for you know when like when george lucas introduced all the the changes you're like whoa mm-hmm. it just yeah. fundamentally changes the way you experience it I'm kind of anxious to see that because I really adore I, the first Evil Dead. Are you the original. Have to tell us why you like Evil Dead. No, <laughs> I just I love it. It's it's my favorite one, man. And well, so I, 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 I yeah. Why well, should did you come last year when we did the 4K? Mm-hmm. So that last year we showed just the 4K, which it was beautiful. It was the best the movie's ever looked. And Sam Raimi, when he did that, that was his like perfect restoration, and it was dynamite. What was shocking is. That was the first time I'd ever seen it in the theater. Oh. And I was like sitting there watching it and gross. And I was like, holy fuck, this movie's in mono. There's only a mono soundtrack. There's no stereo. There's no, no 5-1. And, as I was, and then you get to Evil Dead 2, which we did a double feature last year. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, fuck, this movie's in 5-1. This sounds great. <laughs> and, and it looks great. But that was shocking for such a huge movie to never have a mix in stereo mm. or 5-1. It, the lo-fi, though, I think adds to the creepiness, though. Yeah. But with such a pretty picture, it's interesting. Yeah. And yeah. the score is so minimal because you know they didn't have any money. And I, I, the, you know, I've heard. I haven't watched. It, I'm going to watch it with a crowd. Good. Is uh, good, good, good. You know, I don't want to watch it at my house. I have to watch it with everybody else. Mm. And I've heard that the score is good. It's just very different. So I'm sure it's going to be jarring, right? Of course. Um, but it's apparently based on his original ideas and, and notes from his notebook from when he was making the original score. Um, that's much cool. like the beyond much like Fabio did with the beyond with, with his extended new... score. It's based on like his original ideas and notes. They just didn't have the time or resources to do. Um, so it'll be interesting if it, to hear like, I'm guessing what it's going to feel like a symphony playing along with it instead of like, Oh, this feels similar. Mm-hmm. It just might be bigger and more than we are used to. Cool. But we also have the new sound design too, but Sam Raimi didn't do either of these things. So that's that's this is a very interesting thing. It's the composer's cut kind of. Yeah. Well, I believe uh, it's Patrick Ray and and our good friend John Pata. Yeah, going to be... be chatting about the movie afterwards. Awesome. You know, that's, that's I can't wait to see those guys yeah. <laughs> last we... first night of Panic Fest after a new Evil Dead. Surely a couple beers in uh, chatting about <laughs> this movie. 
Uh, so that'll be fun. That's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> so that's how we wrap up. And then day two, our first ever after party. We're having a fucking after party uh, for a couple hours. Um, I don't oh. even know if you know that. I'm not. Yeah, oh, we fuck yeah. Don't, don't worry. I won't be there. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe you will. Who knows? <laughs> I, gotta, I'm, I'm, I plan on actually being functional throughout this thing, man. Don't you, Come on. I'm the introvert. I won't be. I don't sleep. Yeah, well, I know. I, yeah, I'll you're just not, be tired. You're not human, my friend. <laughs> I don't know. Well, uh, yeah, we're going to have an after party, and it's going to be uh, hopefully fun. Nice. And uh, I'm going to get Joe Lynch very drunk. Fuck yeah. <laughs> be my avatar, my friend. Uh, be my right. avatar. All right. That wakes us up. I see you. Bright and early at 10 a.m. on Saturday morning after I got Joe Lynch nice and drunk. He, did, he didn't have to be there until late in the day. So. Bloody Marys for everybody. Uh, um, so that, that you know, we, we always kick off our shorts on Saturday. So Saturday in one of the theaters will be back to back to back shorts. Oh, um, good. Uh, you know, there'll be intermissions between each one of them. But if you want to see the showcases and there's no better than the other, we always balance them pretty well. So it's just showcase one, two and three. Um, alongside that, we have an Ar- Argentinian film called Rock, Paper and Scissors. Now, there are two other movies called Rock, Paper, Scissors. Don't look those up. They have nothing right. to do with this movie. Mm-hmm. This movie is weird as fuck is all I can describe it as. <laughs> I, I was like sitting on this movie like, I don't know what the fuck's happening it's weird as fuck, and I have to show it because it's, it's just weird so fuck. weird as fuck. <laughs> Wait, what, time, what time is it playing? I would again? say the movie is kind of like misery, but but weird, but as, weird fuck. as fuck. Yeah, uh, I don't know how else to describe this movie. It's like nowhere does it go where I think it's going to go. Um, that's very bright and early at ten thirty in the yes, morning. Love it, love it. Um, we have uh, uh, another nice thriller called Beyond the Woods. Nice little indie thriller, um, and I believe I, I thought I had something else in the morning. I think I might be missing one. I believe Scare Package is in the morning. Maybe maybe I'm late. Scare Package is that like, looks great. Is that, yeah, I really want to see Scare Package. And then I think Saturday I saw was uh, Puppet Killer? Yeah, so the, uh, after those movies, we have Puppet Killer. I want to see that uh, one. Is, I, I, I've only seen I mean, I've the only premise seen the, is literally that. Exactly. Yeah. I've only seen the poster, and that's all I fucking need to see. It looks like Telly. From Sesame Street, remember the red monster telly mm-hmm. with him with a knife and a fucking bloody head. It's what I want to oh, see. You think it's a bloody head, but it's a fucking Jason Voorhees mask. <laughs> wonderful, <laughs> wonderful. Uh, this movie is insane. Uh, this is like what I'm talking about when I was like, I watched this movie by myself. When you just think about me watching this by myself, or you watching it alone by yourself, and then think about the screening you're currently in when you're watching that movie, uh, and the director Lisa will be there. Oh, cool. um, it's it's. Uh, the guy in that movie is fucking incredible. Uh, that's all I'll say. The lead guy in that movie is insane. Uh, and then we have another indie. This is a weird as fuck movie called Rot. Um, that poster looks dope. Uh, I can't. I, it's like a movie that I the only can describe it with giving it away. And it's kind of, kind of a little bit of Cronenberg. Ooh, don't dream it. Oh, wait, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Old Cronenberg? Yeah. Old Cronenberg. Old, old Cronenberg. Like, Creepy Cronenberg. Like, Shiver, like Shivers Rabbit Cronenberg? A, a little bit of body horror, a lot of bit of weirdness. A lot of fucking weirdness in this movie. Okay. Um, and they go they go for it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Sold. all I'll say is, like, I am so glad I finished that fucking movie and got to the end of it. Like... The, the, oh, oh, it's one of those kind of movies. Then. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's fair. It's like, it's like, okay, this is this type of movie. Okay, it's getting that that direction. Holy fuck! No one expected that. It, no one in this room could have told me you expected what happened in that next scene. Is that going to be the one just to watch the people walk out of, just no. to see if their faces just like? Uh, there's just no way. I can't imagine what's going. Well, the, uh, Beth, <laughs> the producer, she'll be there, and I can't. She's probably seen it, a, 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 you know, a handful of times at this point, and knows what happens when that moment happens. 
and I need to know what happens in that moment it happens because I did by myself. I rewound it. And I was like, "For fucking wait, what the fuck just happened?" Uh, anyway, so that's early in the morning, afternoon. Uh, we have the our friends from the Cult Podcast yes. returning. Don't drink the Kool Aid. Don't drink the Kool Aid. Um, we have the world premiere of Uncle Peckerhead. I that looks interesting as shit. That's on my like to watch list. So that's another one that's like comedy first with a, a character but, in it is horror. But it's heavy metal, isn't it? Uh, it's punk rock. Okay, get it right. <laughs> uh, it is punk rock, <laughs> and uh, you know, it's what does a band do when you're uh, when, when a member is uh, needs to eat some people? You know, <laughs> just kind of figure go. it out. We've uh, all been there. If you don't want to watch, well, you can go back to back here. I think uh, with eating people because you can watch the very charming and very funny. Uh, Eat Brains Love. That's the other one I want to see. With uh, old Rodman Flinder coming in, who directed one of my favorites in the 90s, Idle Hands. Yes! Awesome! <laughs> Which, yes. I love Idle Hands. Idle Hands, uh, is, Idle Hands is great. And then we have uh, one of my favorite new podcasts uh, from Fangoria, Nightmare University. With Dr. By... Rebecca McKendry. Yes, and she'll be having AJ Bowen on, and I don't know what the fuck they're going to talk about, but if you haven't listened to her podcast... Wonderful. Uh, She's been on a number of podcasts currently on Shockwaves. Uh, it is incredible. It's usually either just her or just her and one other person taking a, the deepest fucking dive into such a specific film or category or thing about horror films. It's And it's from this like very educational, like just beautifully well done podcast. But, but not talking down to you at all. Like no. You just feel like you're part of the she's conversation. She's as excited about yes. what she's telling you. She's a she's an encyclopedia. I would of, love to take her classes. Oh my god, yeah, of course. You can take her classes. Well, and and again, I'm so jealous because she gets to engage in the doctor doctor, you know, conversation when opening a door and passing mm-hmm. other doctors. I'm uh, yeah, it's going to be incredible. No. I can't doctor. wait. Rebecca has been very pleasant over the emails and I haven't she, I can't wait to see her in person and I'm sure she's going to blow my mind and just educate me all day. Um <laughs> next we have as we head into the evening, oh. we have uh th- this film called The Swerve. Which is you know swerve on? Um, I don't really know how to describe this. It's psychological horror. Oh. Um, I think it's my favorite performance of the festival. Huh. Anyone we know? No, no. Okay. Uh, a character actress you've probably seen in a couple things, but no, you won't be able to place her. Um, and then we get around the corner into the tenth anniversary from our friend Adam Green mm-hmm. and his my favorite Adam Green film, Frozen, as well as a very special post movie discussion with his buddy Joe Lynch and their very special movie crypt live, which will be a hybrid of 10th anniversary frozen talk. And then some special guests. I don't even know. I just sent him a list of everybody that's there and he's like, all right, we'll figure it out. All right, Joe, figure it out. Um, very excited about those things. You know, that Frozen's a movie that, you know, I liked hatchet. I didn't love hatchet when it came out. I, I liked it, but it was like so much hype and love for it. And and then when I saw Spiral, I was like, fuck yeah, Spiral is great. Yeah. I, I love Spiral. Spiral's cool. And then Frozen was going to come out. And then it had this weird tiny AMC release for like three days. And you couldn't see it anywhere. And uh, I think it was like 15 cities. It was literally like three or four days. And it came came and went super quick. And this is after Sundance happened. People were fainting. Mm-hmm. All this crazy stuff was happening. I'm like, I got to see this movie Frozen. And it finally came out on like DVD, I think eight months later or something. And I'm like, this movie is fucking bonkers. Mm-hmm. It's so like, you know, it's like pure, I would say it's pure real horror. It has yeah. one of the saddest lines when she's talking about not being able to get home to her dog. 
Oh yeah. Oh my god. And I've never seen this on the big screen. And no, I cannot. Nobody. I know. Has, it's right? it's also like a deep cut that you're like. I don't think enough people know about this no. movie. I mean, a lot of people. I bet in this audience, eighty to ninety percent of people have not seen this yeah. movie. Fuck! I just got colder talking about that movie. <laughs> you know, like the temperature just dropped. It's crazy. Well, I mean, it's a. I think it's a big point of pride for Adam too. Whenever he talks about it, he's he's very prideful. And and I mean, I think he loves. All the movies, but I think that one holds a big special place in his heart, and it's with great reason. I mean, it is a tremendous movie with a great premise that's so simple, so impacting. And when it, oh, it's just it's gonna be fun. I'm gonna turn the air on. It's gonna be four <laughs> D. Uh, it's great. If you haven't seen Frozen... If you'd like, I can have Lola <laughs> stroll through the crowd, just kind of freak people out and as a wolf. It's almost exactly the 10th anniversary, because it played Sundance 10 years ago this week. Re- oh, really? Like, I think tomorrow or the next day. Like, oh, sometime this weekend, that's the, like, the same wow. week was actually the world premiere of Frozen, which that's is super cool. insane. That's fucking dope. Uh, and I'm so happy that he was available to come here, because boy is a busy boy. Yeah. Um, and then we have... Uh, this is another just pure thriller, but w- this is a badass woman alert. A good woman is hard to find. And holy fuck, this <laughs> movie's. Oh, wait, we got back to back ones. They're playing at the same time. Good luck with this. Uh, French film called Swallow. Ooh. That one I've heard a lot of hype about. And uh, that's. Yeah, good luck finding both of those. I, the, the, you know, there, there's like certain. I'm sorry I did that, but like they're very different films. Uh, but they're very both very good. But and they're also playing with Frozen, so it's like, fuck, what do you do there? I don't know. That's what a good fest has. Yeah. They're all very different experiences. You need to have that moment where you have to make a decision on some films. Yeah. And everything but Frozen will play twice. Nice. So, very uh, nice. you know, like cool. it, in me, my, my world is I see Frozen 10th anniversary with the filmmakers there. That's kind of a no brainer. Yeah. Right. Um, but I understand if you want to see something else. We're closing the night out with. Uh, oh, oh I'm going to break some news here because oh. it's not been announced yet. Uh, probably at this podcast being aired, it will be already out there. But we're going to pretend it's not, and this is breaking fucking hey, news. thanks, Adam. Awesome. Um, our friends, Moorhead and Benson's new film, Synchronic. Nice. We'll be joining the lineup on Saturday evening. Um, and that film, I think, has only played Toronto International. I don't know if it had a second. Maybe it played Beyond Fest. Uh, and that movie doesn't come out till August or September, so it's a very early screening. Um, but it has Anthony Mackie in it. It's got James Doran, Dornan from Fifty Shades of Grey. Ooh, yeah, that, that's sexy, man. Uh, <laughs> and of course, it's Vincent and Moorhead. Yeah. I, I, I'm always in whatever they're doing. I gotta see it. It's gonna be weird as fuck. Um, and then we have uh, old Begos's new movie, VFW, Baby Vegas. And then we have Lucky McKee's new movie, <gasps> Kindred Spirits. Yes, those are all three at the same time. Oh my oh, goodness, man! <laughs> uh, that is again, cruel and unusual, man. But all very different. I mean, you have a hardcore, you know, almost action movie level of violence and setup. You have a fully female-driven, like classic Lucky uh, kind of twist on a best friend story and a relationship story, and then you have a pure sci-fi movie. And it's like those, you know, very different experiences. Again, what do you mm-hmm. do here? I don't know what you do there. That's the hardest one. And there's going to be a fourth one playing because we have four theaters now. I'll, I'll TBD. I don't know what that's going to be. Uh, and now we're on Sunday. Sunday. Sunday, Sunday. Sunday. Sunday's Sunday. later, right? Sunday's much later. We like to let you sleep in a little bit after a long ass Saturday. Oh, yeah. We're going to do, we're doing our first meetup brunch on Sunday. Ooh. At, at Chicken and Pickles. That's so we're so going to head over there, eat some breakfast, hang out, meet and greets everybody, get a little bit more just networking in before your long Sunday. Which we're kicking off with Shockwaves. Yes! Mini episode of Shockwaves with 
Elric Kane and Rebe- Dr. Rebecca McKendry. Indeed. Um, and guests. I Ooh, don't know they what they're have doing guests. yet. Uh, we'll see what they're doing. But that's another podcast that I actually love their live stuff because they always pick a very crazy topic. And it's usually like kind of like, like a top 10 thing. Exactly. And the it's just like so fun and yeah. random. And uh, I'm very excited to see this. They're my Friday podcast genius. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. And then we have the anthology film Death December, which is that's on my list. A holiday that, anthology. That's film. on my list. If I wasn't, I, if it, I wasn't sitting in for the shockwaves, that was on my list initially. I, I got you know what with me and anthologies and me and holiday horror, man. I gotta it's, go see it. Oh yeah, this is up your alley then. <laughs> I gotta go see. No it. pun intended, but it's coming up your alley. <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> coming down the chimney and up my alley. Stuff my stockings. <laughs> you know, just around the corner on another in another theater is a totally different anthology called scare package i want to see those too um i will be hosting the q a for that one that's the only one i'm officially hosting i get i'm just relaxing baby uh i'm very excited for that that has uh some of my favorite shorts filmmakers working together and putting their own shorts in and they're all like horror comedy and that was the whole thing we're gonna put we're gonna make new horror comedy shorts for this little thing and boy does it work for me and levels (laughs) you don't even know like that really that is my like bread and butter, and I think everyone involved in that is just perfect to me. All right, uh, so that's a definite it's on the list curator choice. You know, I would say well, so far I would say everything is uh, uh, well. well. On, on Sunday is a hard fucking day, man. It was like that last year too. It was just a tough day. Um, Jeremy Garner's new film After, After Midnight, Midnight. Yeah, that is the movie I would want to make. So of all, you know, there's Ooh. movies that I w- I want to see. That's the one I would be like. That's the movie I would make, or if I could, I'd make that same movie. Mm-hmm. It's like the whole time, just kind of like the batter. You're like, this movie's great and engrossing and very dramatic. Wait, is this even a horror film? And then the last like 20 minutes, you're like, oh, not even the last 20 minutes, the last eight minutes or 10 minutes or whatever it is. It's a short. All the movies this year are like 90 minutes or under. Mwah. And you're like, <laughs> I was gonna say, there you go, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's very ideal. <laughs> um, but that one's great. Um, James versus his uh, his future self, which it, the premise is what the name is. Right. If your future self came back, right? Um, then we have our very first submitted anime film called To Your Last Death, which is kind of kind of heavy metal esque is the best way to describe really? it. Really, but I wrote that down. the The voice cast looks amazing. We got Bill Mosley and William Shatner in there. Yeah. And uh, oh, lick yeah. my plate. <gasps> Dog dick. <laughs> Dog. Uh, all the way from Ireland is our friend Patty Murphy. Patty coming Murphy. In with his new film, The Perished. Um, that looks cool. That'll have, you know, like Patty's so, it's his first time in America too. I'm very excited to have he Patty is, here. He's a fellow Movie movie Crypt Patreon that I have actually interacted with uh, through the Movie Crypt Live episodes. And that's, you've been... It's the film family that is formed, man. Like I would, and I'm not gonna. We'll we'll get through everything, but I don't get weepy right now. But I wouldn't have friends like this without this kind of stuff like yeah. that. It's just it's just incredible how this has existed. Thank you guys. Fucking yeah. Wolfcop. I know Wolfcop. I mean, that's man. oh yeah. But like yeah, Patty's <laughs> coming in and like he's gonna have Joe Lynch introduce his movie. Yeah. How cool is that? I mean, uh, yeah. That's that's. I expect tears happen in that oh, screening. Of course, of course. Uh, from everybody. <laughs> uh, we have an encore screening. Our first encore screening listed is Extraordinary. If you miss it Friday, you have a chance Sunday. You'll probably have a chance during the week as well. Uh, then we have this, another pure thriller with another badass performance. It's Blood on Her Name. Sounds like a Jallo. Mm-hmm. Um, not a Jallo. <laughs> Just, you know, what happens when you get uh, stuck in a wrong, bad situation? You know, you're getting up with a dead body. What do you do? Hey, it happens. 
and that's the basically the setup for that. Uh, then we have the other lamb, which is Colts, Colts, where are the Colts? Mm-hmm. Ooh, okay. Hmm. Um, hmm. I I like cult movies a lot, so I'm I'm just gonna tell you I really like that. Movie. How would it compare to the invitation? Mm, this is a more outward cult. Fair enough. This is more Fair like enough. Uh, Jim Jones. No, this is more like uh, uh was it Martha May Marlene? Oh, okay, yeah. Is that what it was? Yes, a couple years? Yes. It's more in that vein of like they're not hiding. It's not a surprise. Right. <laughs> There's a fucking cult, uh, an all female cult. Okay, that was a too long of a pause. That just came out really creepy. That is horrible. Horrible. <laughs> I'm, it's, it's uh, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, I don't know who Nightmare Junkhead is, but they will be doing uh, Har- Richard Stanley's of Colorado Space fame. Yes. Uh, hardware unrated NC-17 cut with special guest Joe Lynch with an additional podcast to follow about the 1990s horror. 1990 horror. 1990 horror. I'm super fucking stoked for this. I'm everything I just said is so excited. I'm like, who? First of all, that's also another movie that like hard as fuck to find. Yeah. That movie to own that movie It's very very hard to buy that movie. It's out of print. Severin did like the 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 copy we have is Severin's Blu-ray from like ten years ago. Wow. Uh, and it was the unrated cut of the Blu-ray, and it's out of print. I mean, they haven't had it in print for a number of years, and you can't buy it anywhere else. <laughs> That's just it. Like you either pay like fifty, and it's not. I don't think it's streaming, is it? No. That, it, well, it, that, that was a movie that had like a reputation yeah. for a long time, and I this is this is like bragging material. Getting to see that on the big screen. Yeah. I, the last time I saw that movie was like Showtime. Like, uh, sexy young Dylan McDermott. Yes. Right. Yes. That's all you need to know. Bathed in fresh red. off Young Guns, mm-hmm. looking fine, <laughs> versus a killer ass robot, <laughs> Dillbot three thousand. Indeed, indeed. Um, we have shutters. Well, formerly an award-winning short film, now a feature film, shutters The Cleansing Hour. The Cleansing Hour was a short film about a live exorcism Ooh. broadcast over the internet. And this movie, I don't think that comes out till like fall. Uh, and then we are ending the night with, I believe it's a German film called, <laughs> this one I haven't seen. I've, I've seen everything. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> it's called The New End. Hmm. And I can't tell anything about it because Tim programmed that. <laughs> That's a dim one. Uh, so I can't tell you anything other than it's a German film, and I don't know anything about it. That's fair. Uh, so let's watch it together yeah. at Panic Fest. And then we have a, a couple. I'll just do week, week uh, weekday highlights really quickly. That's fair. Um, Monday is some guys named Nightmare Junkhead <laughs> doing a game show and podcast. Your hang- hangover hmm. for the Panic Fest, hmm. seven o'clock. Hmm. Uh, they just treated me to a little snippet of it, and it is very fun and very uh, frustrating. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but they're gonna have a T-shirt cannon, and you're gonna want to be there. Oh yeah, uh, we, we, we oh, won't yeah. mod Flanders it's, you. We it's, promise. It's gonna be a wet T-shirt cannon. <laughs> Stop it! When did you get all creep? No, seriously, it's just a big blob of wet T-shirt <laughs> shot out of a cannon okay. i'm not saying it's that's good thank you oh, thank yeah. you I'm not saying it's a wet t-shirt contest it's a wet t-shirt cannon it's like i'm 43 <laughs> man not 23 jesus uh and then on wednesday we will have i will oh. be hosting a live reading of halloween the unmade halloween 3d screenplay um which is from the writers and director of my bloody valentine yes. 3d and drive angry 3d so imagine those two, those guys making a sequel to Rob Zombie's Halloween one and two, and you get this insane movie that is actually probably way different than everyone thinks it's going to be. Right. When do we get to see the script? 
Um, is it going to be like right beforehand? Probably, it's no, like improvised. It'll be early next. It'll be early in the week. Okay, that's. Fair. I'll have it probably done. Because so you, you know the last year we did Jason Jason Manhattan, takes Manhattan yep. which I finished five minutes before we did. Well, it. that's what I. <laughs> Uh, well, you know, so the, was, the problematic thing about that was that that script was like 130 pages and I'm like, why the fuck is this 85 minute movie, 130 pages It's because there's a lot of stuff in the script. That's not in the movie. The- so I had to take that and make, and, and it, and it is written insane. That script was, so I had to take it and make it like 90 pages. So I'd cut 30 pages, 30 pages out. That's a lot to cut out of, <laughs> of that script. So it took me a long time to get to there and it was exhausting. And I, and, and but towards the end, I was like, I'm exhausted. I'm sure the audience is. So I was just like. They run down an alley. It's Jason's behind them. And then it's like, whatever the fuck's happening. Um, but that was so much fun. fun. I'm like, I want to do it again. Uh, but let's do it with uh, an unmade script. And uh, I'd recently come into this script like two or three months ago. And I'm like, well, this movie is actually pretty great. Uh, it's not so bad. It's so, it's good. It's like, I can't believe. I wish this would have got made. And it was so close to getting made. Hmm. Um, and, of course, you know, we got this shitty movie, Halloween 2018. <sighs> I, I, <laughs> I kid, I loved it. Um, and then our, our our final. Oh wait, and then we have. Uh, oh, Tuesday is Blood Vessel, which I missed. And then we have a night, a night of horror nightmare radio on Wednesday as well. That looks cool. That and doesn't... we also have the Dare on Wednesday as well, which I forgot about that. The, lot of these all these man, movies. I'm I know. About. That, no, that's okay. Right. That, well, that just shows. That's incredible. The fact that there's just so many of that you're just we're saturated with genre. I know. And uh, well, and we're still programming pieces, and then we have our closing night movie, The Lodge, from the directors of Good Night, Mommy. That looks cold and crazy. I, I, I oh, have I forgot. F- and then we added Sunday. Uh, HBO is bringing The Outsider four That's episodes right. yeah, of The Outsider, right. a little show from Stephen King called The Outsider, uh, which just started this week. But we'll have if you haven't watched it, wait till Panic Fest if you want. We'll have four episodes. We'll have the first two in the morning or mm-hmm. in the early afternoon, and then we'll have uh, three and four in the evening. So. Plan your schedule accordingly, and I, and I believe it's, they could see. I believe they can go to hardware, and then they can go to those episodes. It, you, you have to. You're going to have to draw one of those Pepe Silva things, the di- right. you know, to try to figure out your 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 Panic Fest schedule. But honestly, it's incredible the fact that we're going to be able to see all these films, have all these filmmakers come out, exp- and and for some well, that's people, what's insane. this year, you know, I think our biggest year that we always don't know who's going to come here. They don't reach out to us. They just mm-hmm. show up. They buy tickets, <laughs> which is kind of weird because like. We always offer like a couple of filmmaker tickets. Uh, if you have a movie in the fest, uh, we want you to come. Um, and it's weird when you don't like reach out or ask for, you know, we usually tell you come and, so, and every year, like I'm certain there's going to be one to five people that show up that are involved with the film that didn't reach out to us at all. Good. Like yes, today I actually, I got one from uh, one of the kids that are in the, the movie, the swerve and they're, they're in, they live in St. Louis. They're driving up and I'm like, well, it's in one week, but yeah, you can come, come, yeah. But thanks for reaching out, and not just showing up and buying that, tickets because yeah, yeah, I can yeah, whiskey yeah. tickets for that movie. Um, oh my but this year we have at least that we know of around 120 filmmakers and press attending from around the world, that which is, is oh man, that's dope as shit. And to blow my mind even further, I think there's only one movie like filmmaker coming that's anywhere close to the city. That's like he, he one guy lives here. And that's it. And the rest are like, I don't even know. There's also like three or four other potential surprises. We'll see. <laughs> That's, that is fair. They'll that be fair. like, I don't even know when they're going to be confirmed, if they get confirmed. But, yeah. you know, like we're still getting stuff because it's all like, oh, I want to be involved too. Or, or like someone's finally getting back from an email we sent them six years ago. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Well, you know, you've, we started, you initially talked about the kind of the scam, you know, festivals that are out there and obviously the ones that separate themselves. And I think it's, 
through your passion, your dedication, and the love that that's reason Panic Fest has at this point become the one that's not the sham that people and want to go to. And yeah. I and like I said, man, it's reflected in the theater. Uh, it's reflected in the festival, and I'm so happy and proud to see this grow. To see you know the success that's come your way through this man so in many ways to quote joe lynch you know waxing your car but congratulations on mm-hmm. all this man like sincerely it's it's been amazing to watch from just as a as a friend what's gonna happen to your 10 is my my question every, every like uh like this year like every week when, when something cool happens i'm like tim what about your 10 panic in month. two years what happens then like what who's coming Right. Stephen King gonna come? Yeah. I, I asked him. He's like, Stephen King's not coming. Get it out of your head. I'm like, oh, wait, maybe he, he does what he wants. No, right? He can literally do whatever he wants. He's the Bill Murray of horror. Yeah. yeah <laughs> no one will ever believe that I've scared the hell out I'm of you. Exactly. And <laughs> this theater called me an asshole. Just. <laughs> well, I mean, but I think it's just the fact that you you guys are genuine. You love this stuff, and I think it's the perspective and all that. And like I said, man. Um, Make sure to check out PanicFilmFest.com. Put together your schedule. Yeah. Um, shall they, should they, do we need to put together a special hashtag on the social media? Just PanicFest? Uh, um, again, I don't I don't know these social media here's things. Here's the thing. I don't know those things. Oh, so good. Okay. That's hashtag just hashtag Panic like, I, I, It's funny. For something I interact with every day, I think it's Panic Film Fest on everything. Okay. That's good. I believe it's Panic Film But, you know, Fest. obviously, word of mouth, the youngsters will come out and they'll get on their uh, their shareograms the, or whatever. The influencers. Yes. I mean, I think this... Like, and the goop. You know, we, we don't have, like... You're not going to see ginormous movies like Invisible Man here, but, mm-hmm. like, all the movies that we usually talk about throughout the year... Oh yeah, uh, oh. that are coming like generally play at Panic Fest yep. first. So if you live in the area, the region, or within like seven or eight hours, if you're in Chicago, you should this be is... finding a way down here because you probably won't see these movies for like I said, like Synchronic comes out in eight or nine months. Our... We recently did the best of the decade episode, and I think on both oh, of our yeah. lists, the majority of ones we first saw at Panic Fest. Yeah. Yep. Like Wolf Cop, One Cut, Train to Busan, What We Do in the Tigers Shadows, are not afraid. Tigers Are Not Afraid, oh, Girl oh, With All the Gifts. Yes. I mean, just going all the way it's back. GIFs. Girl With All the GIFs? <laughs> Jesus Christ. How fucking good she's, is that movie she's just got She's just got all this big old can of peanut butter everywhere. <laughs> just thrones and thrones of it. Oh, we were getting I'm all sentimental, all and the then gym. that had to happen. Uh, no, yeah, you're, but you're right. Like, like when, <laughs> when I look back, you know, I'm like, whoa, holy shit, we have a That's... lot of huge. That ended up being like the best movies of that year. Yeah. Even if like you had no idea. I mean, what we do in the shadows? You're like, come on, like we, oh. we like, you know. So you always want to be there because we we th- we. It's very hard to like I said. We watched all of movies solo, not with not even with each other. We watched them solo. So yeah. Sure, like what we do in the shadows. Yeah, we knew that movie was fucking great watching it by myself, but I didn't expect it to be as good as it is with a crowd of people, you know. And so that's the biggest difference is we're trying to give you the best experience possible or the best experience or take you out of your comfort zone and put you in some weird place. Panic Fest made me cry, dude. Panic. I'm watching Train to Be Song. (laughs) You and everybody else are like, good thing we have long credits on that movie because (laughs) we're all like, keep the lights down, baby. It's. (laughs) It is sad yeah. as shit in here. And I still think I've got a scar from the Wolf Cop day. So, <laughs> well, it's memories like are, that. Memories are made at Panic Fest. And I plan on making many more, man. So thank you for everything you guys have put together. Thank you for taking the time to talk as well, because I know you're very busy. I, and I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm I, know, all right. I know, I know. But then, um, you know. Next we'll, week is when I start sweating. Well, yeah. And we start panicking. Yeah. Also, <laughs> I opened, I opened with a joke about deodorant, and you just talked about Sweat Fest. Think common etiquette for theater goers, guys. Wear your deodorant. 
clean up after yourselves. We're going to be trapped in a small room yeah. all day. Yep. No yep. weird colognes or no. perfumes or patchouli. Sex Panther. <laughs> None of that shit. Like you're in a small space for a long time. Yes. Like don't be the guy who shows up with like a gallon of like patchouli in your pocket. Yeah, Dark Car Noir. Yeah, just covered. That's what I was about to say. Just covered in Draquan Noir. <laughs> but also clean up after yourselves. Do yeah. not talk. Keep your cell phone silent outside. Tip your bar and kind of staff. Stuff. Yes, yes. Make us let's be a good big old happy film family. Mm-hmm. So until yeah. that time, uh, until we're panicking, oh, I guess. Oh yeah, it's gonna be so much fun. This is Greg D, and I'm Genius McGee, and we'll see you in your dreams and at Panic Fest. Mm-hmm.